Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Music Podcast podcast. I've been Andrew. <sighs> Fuck, man. Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm Eric. And this is the podcast, I guess. We're doing Darko again, but this time we're doing Death Mask. Yeah. But not death spelt the way you think it really should be spelled. Uh-huh. Wow, I didn't. It's missing. The I didn't a. even catch that. Um, yeah, immediately black you know? <laughs> right into it. So yeah, I guess this starts like kind of cool too. I feel like that's like a cool like that chick sample. It just sounds like a little different mm-hmm. than what people usually use to sample this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? I feel like there's Darko's doing some different stuff, and I wonder. I yeah. I, like, I wonder what I, I said even, on their last episode, but I feel like I kind of got what they were doing on this EP. I have even said, uh, I've used trailblazing in a way. Yeah. Yeah, they are trailblazers, I think. Because they're like, they're doing, it's not like they're doing anything particularly new. Uh-huh. They're just sort of doing a thing that people did sparingly the whole time, yeah. unapologetically. Yeah. Yeah, they're just kind of leaning into, like, sounds. Right. They're doing the thing that people are like, oh, yeah, like, this is a cool part the whole time. Yeah. That's cool. Instead of having, like, the way that they, um, the way that you make something heavy, I think I've explained the science of heaviness uh-huh. on this podcast before, but I'm pretty familiar with how to make thing- something sound heavy. Yeah, what's your The way that you make something here? sound heavy is you build into the heaviness. So you set a baseline uh-huh. of non-heaviness. Sure. So metalcore metalcore bands used to do this by doing like a two-step part. Yeah. Right? Okay. Or doing a singy part. Um something to contrast the the heavy. Some right. These guys instead of doing that are breaking up heavy parts with like like just jungle drums uh-huh. and ambience and blank space yeah they're just kind of like all right like we're not going to really like like perfect example is what we were just listening to uh-huh it's just drums hitting really hard a bunch of ambience yeah. a vocal chant a blank space, yep. and now, and then the heaviest thing you've ever heard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! I like, I like erase, 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 erase. <laughs> that's there. pretty good. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> it reminds me of something else that I feel like I don't know if we were listening to it together recently, or I think I was digging on, or maybe it's this part. I don't know. There's some part that I was like. It was. It seemed cool because it was like a cool like breakdown pattern, like just something like mm. a little off time, or like over something different over four kind of thing. You know what I mean? Different right. time signature, and then but it was like his vocals. W- the melody was as if it were four four. Mm. You know what I mean? It was yeah, kind of from like what I. From, I watched an interview with him. Exp- so the guy who writes all this music is just it's one guy. Okay. It's, he's a drummer. And of course. I mean obviously, yeah. right? Um he but he was the drummer for Amir for a while. Yeah. Um he's currently the drummer for Spike. Oh. Which is an interesting crossover. We've done Spike before on yes. here. Um and he was talking about doing this record. He said, I'm going to make everything more simple. Mm. Which is insane to think about because this, it sounds incredibly technical the whole time. Uh-huh. That's like what it's all about, though, I think. I think it's all about, you know. And I think you got to go through a time of overcomplicating things, too, to kind of see what sticks. Right. But, like, yeah, ultimately, I think creative things are are the best when you just kind of boil it down and like like uh like a the beatles example of that for me is like sergeant peppers that's 1967 and that's after you know they're you know 
just the Beatles, like doing like early Beatles stuff. And they're starting to get interesting. And then Sgt. Pepper's is like kind of like they're looping things and songs have different time signatures on different parts, but it's just because we're different recordings and like layers and all sorts of, all sorts of stuff. Just really creative, just like creative mm. explosion. Like let's do whatever. Let's not even think about playing these songs live. Let's just frig around. And then the next full length album, the white album, 1968, only one year later, double LP, mind you, is basically written acoustically on a trip to mm-hmm. India. So it's all just kind of guitar singing. It, in my mind, it's an acoustic album. Even when you listen to it, there's like, you know, a lot of electric instruments and drums and everything, but like the structure of the songs is all basically just kind of like acoustic guitar singer basically like singer songwriter kind of thing and it's like sure wow this album's incredible though and it's like such a hard contrast to like the explosion the album before but they were like messed around a bunch and they were like okay well here's what we like out of that let's like pull some melodies out of that or pull some progressions out of that but let's really kind of strip it back to just that yeah i know what you mean these guys have... I mean, this band has only really existed for, like, a few years. Yeah. Three it's years. Really, like, certain... This, to me, makes sense to me. Uh, like, their, their aesthetic seems like something that you dig. It's kind of anime. Like, there's, yeah, like... it's... It's dorky. Yeah. It's certainly dorky. Yeah. It's all com- and to, and computer-y to write stuff and all. this heavy yeah. and kind of like this techy, uh-huh. you gotta you kind of got to be a dork. Yeah, you got to live and breathe it. You're, this is what you do. You don't jam this. No. You don't go to a room with your friends and feel this out. No. That's like one of my friends who makes like uh, black metal. John Kirby. Shout out John Kirby for Lust. Mm-hmm. Uh, solo black metal project. He was saying how, like, it's, like, very taxing. And he's just, like, been, like, yeah, man, I don't know if I'm going to do that more. Like, and it's, like, his favorite stuff in the world, but it's, like, it's a lot to, like, a whole thing you got to dive into and, like, yeah. You just got to isolate and, like, internalize. and. You want to hear something interesting? I heard Mm -hmm. pretty early. So this is kind of off the foot of your Beatles stuff. Mm-hmm. So I watched a Rob Scallon video earlier where he goes to, I think it's the JHS pedal guy. I think he goes to his house mm-hmm. and like looks through all the guitar pedals ever made. Mm-hmm. Do you know pedal overdrive is like a fairly new invention? Really? Yeah. So let me take you down oh, this, this is fun. Real this quick. is fun. So amp overdrive obviously existed. Sure. You turn up the amp really loud. It just breaks and up then tubes. It it just breaks up. The tube break up. Everybody knows tube break up. Best thing in the world. Um and then there's this country artist who's recording, I forget his name. The something in the board breaks mm. while they're recording the bass and the bass starts fuzzing. And they were like, We're just gonna keep it. Cool. It sounds kind of cool. So then people are like, ooh, I want to make that noise. So then the first ever fuzz pedal is made, and a cable comes directly out of the pedal. And then it's like, so you're tied to the pedal. Anyways, so they make that, and then that pedal sucks, obviously, because it's not ergonomic at all. Right. It's a terrible piece of technology. Sure. So then a guy makes another one, and it's way better, uh-huh. right? Uh, so then people just make fuzzes for a long time. Okay. Uh, and then they make the fuzz face. I'm sure you're aware of that. Everybody kind of knows the fuzz face. It's funny how fuzz pedals like just lean into this like unusable shape thing. Yeah. Sucks. Um, (laughs) and then like the first, the first like real overdrive, Uh like pedal distortion. Yeah. Is the rat really? Yeah, that's the first distortion. Pedal. Okay, I guess it's like kind of it, what you think of for a distortion pedal, for better or worse. That's what I think yeah, of then, for distortion sound, and that's why I think I was 
not with that for a while because it's so such a specific thing. Harsh. Yeah. It's so harsh. Yeah. And pedal distortion sucks. I mean, we all know uh-huh. it. It's like, especially that era of pedal distortion sounds like shit. And you're better off metal zone, doing a little tube breakup. Like, yeah. Like yeah. rap metal zone. So that's that brings us that me. brings us to Boss. Do you know Boss is a Roland company? I was unaware. Uh, I don't know. I guess that maybe I I don't know. So the guys Similar at Roland, font, yeah, uh, like the same fonts end up start make they start making overdrive pedals. Okay, and that's how like overdrive really happens. That's like the yellow one. And then they, yeah, and then they call it the uh, orange, the Japanese pedal invasion. Oh, and it kills like there are like other American companies making uh, guitar pedals at this time that all just die because they can't compete. Mm. Um, but the only one that stays alive is Dod. Hey, I have a Dod pedal, I, which I believe are the people who make the Sans amp. Which is interesting. That's cool. That's the they're they're like one of the only American pedal manufacturers that remained after what they called the Japanese guitar pedal invasion. And then, which was like Roland in or Boss, uh-huh. and there was a few other companies that were really just killing it. Ibanez, right? Where's Ibanez from? Japan. They uh they were a ripoff uh like. Fender mm. ripoff company. I um, there's this pedal company that I've. I think I I must have been. I must talk about all the time on the show. But I've I've liked their what they do for a long time. I don't. I've never had any of their stuff. Old Blood Noise Endeavors, and I found out about them from a brand new rig rundown video. Like Jesse Lacey had a delay of theirs. But they just make the coolest pedals, like just weird, like it's a reverb, but then when you turn this knob all the way up and then this one does this and then it turns into kind of a chorus and it'll warble out and mm. like, it just kind of like super like combination pedals, like they have a whole utility line that's like ABY headphone amp, like kind of whatever, like what's those called like expression modulation kind of they have super cool stuff and they make very cool videos so i like to watch all their things on youtube i'll watch them talk forever about their pedals because i'm just like i like you really need to have like good youtube presence if you're trying to sell guitar i think that's true i think that's really true because then you'll then i'll also see their pedals like regular people like i don't know whatever reverb doing a like a review on it and it's like oh, this is so boring but like these guys using Dude, their own pedals i'm like just oh, playing that's the, how you do that yeah playing the playing the old guy lick <laughs> right hey so we're testing out this uh i love when it's like we're testing out the new 5150 here yeah. Ooh, obviously a metal yeah. head like Made to just like be in your face, super yeah, they're distorted. Going, dum, and they're dum, like, dum, dum, dum. right? They're like, let's check out the clean channel here. Uh huh. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't please. D- don't waste Take your time. Take that feature out. Fucking. <laughs> like, who's gonna use yeah. this? Dudes that are down tuned to the middle of nowhere. Uh-huh. Get somebody else in yeah. there, man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you know who uh, Ola England is? No. So he's just this... I think he's, he's Swedish or Finnish, I forget. But he does gear reviews. He's a metal guy. Mm-hmm. And the first thing he does when he plugs the... When he plugs a guitar into a new amp is he just starts doing, like, triplet gallops. Nice. And it's like, yeah, that's what we wanted to know. Yeah, see, that's like, these guys just Just play kind of like cool, weird, spacey, like, kind of, like, stuff that, yeah, stuff I'd listen to. So then, yeah, watching this stuff. I want to hear a pedal at its extremes Uh and then almost off. I don't want to hear anything else (laughs) Yeah, exactly. 
Like, I want to hear a chorus pedal barely touching, uh -huh. barely in the yeah. mix. And I want to hear all chorus pedal, nothing right. else. Right. Yeah. Then let's hear all, yeah, mix all the way that other direction. You know what's a really cool thing that they do in this record a lot? What? And I think it's really good. And I'm going to turn it up so you can get the full effect here. They just, um, they don't care about using, like, bass booms are cool again. Oh, cool. Check it okay. out. They just kind of smack you with it. And it rips. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, it's good. Everything clips. <laughs> yeah. Everything clips. That's, it's a uh, TikTok for you. Everybody's and they just keep just doing ready it. for clipped. There's been like four of them. There's it's like a one. bad loop. There's a weird little lined up line up wind up to it. Like it's just so funny. That's hilarious. I think so. Part of the reason that I like this band, and I think part of the reason that anybody likes sure. this band, is how like to borrow a British term, taking the piss it is. Uh huh. Yeah, it really takes the piss out of it, out of everything. You know what uh -huh. I mean? It's it's silly. It's goofy. It's for a lot of people borderline unlistenable. Uh -huh. But it's like somehow also like oddly accept like accessible. Yeah. It's like it feels a little bit like a bit um there's a lot going on, but it's yeah, I guess it's It's funny cuz like I'm just it's not really that simple, but the if the idea is simple, then I guess that mm. that I'm I'll, I'll buy into it kind of thing, you know? Yeah, like imagine hearing this like in 2013. <laughs> yeah, huh? Oh my like, god! <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That'd be like it's just so sick. Really, like we'd be jumping around in your room a lot, a lot, a lot. I think I hear this, and I think this is this comes at a perfect time because I think I hear this back in 2010, 11, 12. I go, "What the fuck is this?" Man? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, what would have? Because I at that what would have been at that point I've like thing. barely discovered tech metal. Yeah, like te like death tech or like uh like gent or like prog metal. I see. It's like the only thing like this, but like now this is just like this is just sort of run of the mill deathcore, like with the fucking gas pedal put to the floor with a brick on top of it. And deathcore is uh sort of. Characterized by the vocal Other, styling, correct? Uh, yeah. So, like, death metal, yeah. right? So, death metal is what you think death metal is. Like, black metal and then strip back a little bit, you get death metal. Yeah. Um, then you take metalcore, right? Your kill switch engages, your... Yeah. Uh, your counterparts, and then you smash death metal and metalcore together, and you get deathcore. Yeah, I see. So you're that now you're looking at bands like Suicide Silence. Yeah, White okay. Chapel. See, that's what I'm thinking that's, of when you're like, oh, I, that would this would have been ridiculous. Those are the bands that I'm kind of thinking of that felt ridiculous too. And it wasn't as technical or whatever, but it's also like right, wasn't there. I wasn't there. I also think those bands, so, this early early deathcore isn't really good. Yeah, I see. I yeah, Darko does it way better. But it's like so. What happened? This is like deathcore that's been like incredible, like chopped and screwed an incredible amount by like progressive metal and like gent. Yeah. And it's hard to explain to that to people because, in a way, it kind of just sounds like deathcore still. Yeah. And they're like, well, what do you mean? And it's like, deathcore, the, like, 2008 to, like, 2015 deathcore 
is like something else entirely. Yeah. It's like they're still trying to do the death metal thing where the production's terrible. Uh huh. And then new wave deathcore comes. These are your, these are your Lorna Shores, yeah. your Chelsea Grins, uh-huh. uh, Darko, Left to Suffer, Traitors, yeah. uh, Brand of Sacrifice. Yeah, they clean up the production, but also introduce an element of like tech, yeah. and virtuosity. And that's where I think deathcore really okay. kind of caught its stride. That all that all checks out. Yeah, I like that. I like because I like all those the second half of the bands you said better than the first ones you were saying. And it, I think, and it's, and we can put that all on like I don't know Misha Mansoor's shoulders. Yeah, from periphery. Yep. It's like yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense too. Kind of mar- and then yeah, that's something that like uh, or like Tosa Nabasi or like you know guys from Tesseract. Yep. Techie, this is wild. Oh, this like drum and bass last over song? score. Like, so this last song, uh-huh. right? Uh, he was talking about it. So the guy who writes this, uh, Baby J, is what he goes by. I have a cousin who we call Baby J. That's funny. Uh, he writes this whole thing and then puts on his Instagram, "Hey, we're having a contest for a song to be on the Darko record." Whoa. Like, and then he gave, like, a list, like, he gave a requirement, like, he gave, like, a rubric in a way. He was like, I want it to be these things. Be creative within these parameters. Rubric. I remember rubrics. That's cool. This this is just the guy who won. Okay. So Darko had nothing to do with this. Somebody else wrote this song. Ben Chaflant. Okay. Cool. Uh, this is just Chelsea Grin now. Okay. But check out Chelsea Grin just ripping it, you know? Pretty good. Here, I was going to find you a... Um... We're just going to slap Oni on after. Okay. Um, but yeah, this is like... I, I'll, ju- I'll just say it until I'm fucking blue in the Let's face. Let's hear it. It's, Let's hear it. This is, this is bleeding edge. This is... Uh-huh. This is what metal is turning into. Metal is going the way of Loathe. Metal is going the way of Darko US. Mm-hmm. If you like either of those bands, you're in a good spot. Sure. Because that's where everything's going. Right. Huh. And it's it's becoming increasingly obvious because the people who are being ripped off the most are those two bands. Right. And Spirit Box. But Spirit Box is sort of on the like loathe side of things sure yeah i'm just using loathe as like a a placeholder for that sound a placeholder for that sound but you're gonna and then like so even like like alpha wolf right Uh uh-huh yeah that's one that i was like like, where did where does alpha wolf play into this they're like they're just a metalcore band that's like sort of like defining their own little niche. They're also but they're they have kind of like a Japanese kind of fashion techie kind of vibe right. too. Like they, they they I think is like close enough in sound and kind of obnoxious noises and stuff and then like a similar aesthetic sure. to uh what is it Darko? But Alpha Wolf, I would say, is, like, less of a joke. I see. It's, like, heavy, but it's less of a more joke. More just a band. And there's... Right, and there's more people trying to do the Alpha Wolf thing right now, too. It's a huge Australian scene right now. Oh, they're Australian. Of just... Of bands just trying to do Alpha Wolf. That's interesting. But... Darko and Alpha Wolf have one thing in common, and that's every time they write music, they set out to write the heaviest thing they've written thus far. That's a good attitude to have. And that's so he was he was talking about writing Death Mask on this podcast that I like watch and listen to, and he like it was a video podcast, and they were like live reacting to it, and he was sitting in the chair watching the guy live react to it, having known what he had wrote, 
and then he like w he was like giggling. Yeah. While the parts are happening, so it's like he knows. Uh huh. Right, right, right. He's ve he's very aware. Yeah. That's fun. The the reaction that you're giving him of being like, oh my god, what is this? Yeah. Is the reaction he was looking yeah. for. Sure. I guess, yeah, it sounds like that. Which is funny. I thought it was really funny. When did Oni come out? Last year. 2022. Oh, yeah, he said he also wanted to release two major releases in the same year. I see. And he and he did it by a day. Okay, I believe Death Mask Part Two came out on like on New Year's or the day before, like the last possible day. When did Oni come out? To call it like what month? Let's see. Oni Darko uh, September twenty sixth. Wow, and then. Death Mask Part 2 comes out, De yeah, December 30th. So not just in a year, like, I guess in a in a year. Like, in a span of a few yeah, months. Yeah, like, really quick. And then people are like, oh, this is, like, leftover material. Uh -huh. And it's like, it's not leftover material, he just never stopped writing for Oni. Right, yeah, sure. He made, like, a cutoff for this record at, like... Uh, whatever it is, like, yeah, fifteen. That's songs. already yeah, like yeah. I guess he could have taken the last three off this and put it on the other one and had two full length two, albums, like eleven song yeah. records. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. Oh, the guy featured on this song, yeah, is the vocalist for Crystal Lake. I don't know that band yet. I don't think they're from Japan. They're Japanese. Cool. Uh, they're really good. Their earlier stuff sort of sounds like the Ghost Inside. Yeah. Their later stuff is kind of more distinguishable as like their own sound. I see. And then uh, Kyle Anderson is also on this record, the vocalist for Brand of Sacrifice. Okay. Some good features. And then. I think Shaolin G, I think, is the dude from uh, Unity, Texas. Okay. Uh, who's they've been like blowing up recently? This is another one of those place in the actual name ones, Unity, Texas. That's interesting. Yeah. And Darko US. We we you know we touched on that last week, but yeah, that's just in there. Yeah, I just. I actually typed in uh, this part is so Darko, crazy. and there is an artist, Darko. I see. There's a, Dar a Darko here and a Darko here. There's like a few Darkos. So Darko US is a way to kind of, we are calling them Darko, Let's, but it's absolutely Darko US on whatever kind of platform. Oh, the little fucking baby cry guitar part? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. A crazy little loop. <laughs> this guitar player plays lefty, too. Wow. Wait, so Let's yeah, what's happening live? So, they don't do live music. Okay. The vocalist of that band is Tom Barber, who's the vocalist for Chelsea Gray. That name sounds familiar. And uh, the guitar player is the drummer for uh, the drummer for Spike. Yeah, look at how fashioned out these guys are. Oh, I'll just let it. I'll go. just let it ride. This is an in-studio live kind of thing. Okay, I mean, <laughs> blinged out with a Raptors jersey yeah. on. You know what I mean? Yeah, styled out for sure. I mean, with the little glasses and the Hawaiian T-shirt. Little glasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and he's just doing like an upside down guitar kind of thing. Yeah, of he's the very lefty Pro playing Shop a nine hat. string. Oh, upside that, down. okay, that's the drummer too. Same guy, right? Same guy. Yeah. Yep. And vocalist is just vocalist. It's baby J. Baby J. Correct. Okay, I see. 
Hey, also, I was watching Glitter live videos, and there's some that I'm like, this is fine to me. Some of it I'm kind of like, okay. You must just be seeing so much dog shit live music that you're like, <laughs> no, this is par for the course. Let me see if I'm going to find one that, like, I remember watching, like, I sat and watched one for a while, and I was like, oh, this must be new because it's actually a good one. Because he has a beard. Have you seen him with a beard? I haven't seen him with a beard. Yeah, he had a. I guess he had a beard for part of last year. But there's yeah, I uh, just these guys are just so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> I guess also me just playing, just clicking into their live video. I'm like, okay, I guess I see also what you're saying. But I'd be stoked to be there. I'm like, cool. I'd be, I'd have a fun time at sure. that show either way. But there was something this drummer was just doing, like a dun 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 dun, that like I really like when that's happening. Let's get this. Let's get this clear. I don't think he's a bad musician. The drummer's a bad musician. No, I. I think they could have gotten better musicians to play with them. I think they could. And also, it's too loose. Yeah, I think the. Yeah, there's like one guitar that's so fuzzed out, and then there's another guitar that's kind of like a little kind of, you know, whatever. Right. And then the synth is kind of, it seems like it's just so not the tones that he uses on his albums. It's like, that's, yeah. that's, it's a different thing. That's a big part of why I think it sounds like that, like local band sound, where it's just kind of like any, any, like Casio keyboard, like, Dun, 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 you know, and it's just like, and he sings, you know, a certain way live. It's very, because title yeah, fight, he can he just yells. send it. But on glitter albums, right, it's more fight. melody based and like precise. And uh, yeah, not as precise here. Oh, it's funny. This is a Feet First Productions video that I was watching, but you can see the Hate Five mm-hmm. Six guy across the stage. Dude, it took me so long to realize that hate five six was eight five six. Yeah, and that's the area code. Yeah, I feel like we figured that out together on an episode. Uh, I feel like it would be bad of me to not mention it. We're too far in. Everybody's done listening anyway. Bad of you, but yeah. Uh, a big, big thing. For these guys uh-huh. is Josh Travis. Josh Travis. From the Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza. These are names I know, but a big inspiration so me, you're saying? Let me put on Yeah, let me put on the uh uh Tony Danza Tap Dance Extravaganza, Yippie Kaye motherfucker. Uh let me go ahead and just I'll put on a video of him playing it. Uh-huh. Because you can you can watch the man himself, uh-huh. the legend, a guy who created a genre out of thin air. He did it. He was like, "I'm the nine string guy." Uh huh. Is he? And it's just okay. I was like, you know that doesn't mean? sound like what I'm seeing. <laughs> Oh, I see, okay. I see, yeah. Jeez. You know what I mean? Tony Danza, Tap Dance, Extravaganza, share some, yeah, I get it. So let's, let's make sure that everybody knows that this guy was doing it so long ago. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, this guy, it's, it's the thing, it's the thing that we've been listening to for the last hour. Right. Super heavy, virtuosic and techy, weird, weird tone. Kind of, what is that like? That what's that? But wham- I'm gonna tell you right now. When sound? I heard this, yeah. When I heard this back when it happened for the first time, yeah. I was like, "This is unfucking listenable." Right, eight years ago. But now that I've listened to it back, now retrospectively, this is so sick. Yeah, I get it. Right. 
It's just ahead of his time. Like, right? You know? It's obnoxious as hell, but like, <laughs> I get it. But like now, I get. Yeah. It. And I don't disagree that it isn't obnoxious. Right. It's objective and intentional. It's so it's so in your face. It's meant to <laughs> yeah. be wildly in your uh-huh. face. Polarizing. Yeah, but look at the look at the subscriber count on this. Where are we at? Three thousand. Wow. Okay. Look at the look at the views on it. Eighty one. See, that's what I saw at first. Right? I was like, oh yeah, that's a decent amount of subscribers. But no, that's just the view count. Now let's now let's look here. A hundred. 187,000. This has been out for three weeks. Wow. For Darko. For Darko. So it's like... Yeah. And, dude, guy almost breaks his fucking hi-hat stepping on right there. (laughs) Guy almost breaks his whole hi-hat. Almost puts his foot through the goddamn pedal and just... uh, Here we go. And Uh stomping too hard. (laughs) That's a hard. He's just drumming so hard. Oh, but that's what I was trying to say earlier. There's this one part that I was just thinking of at work today from this glitterer set where there's a ten 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 like all like like bass like kick with cymbal like you know little chord changey part that I just really dig. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like it when that's happening. When there's something happening musically, and then the drums are doing something exactly as percussive to match. I'm trying to find a loathe video that I was watching earlier because he he does this fucking thing where he is stomping on his fucking pedals, just kicking the <laughs> utter shit out of them. Yeah, I love that. And it's like. Oh, it's this video. He's he's upset with his pedals for some uh-huh, reason. Good. I don't I don't know why. I remember it being like three minutes in and him just Yeah, right here. Look at look at he punches the pedal with his fist and then he just curb stomps Whoa. the shit out of it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I think he has my old trainer amp. Look at that. Oh, never mind. High watt. It's a high watt. Damn, you thought. I didn't. And now that we're, I don't we're think just kind I of knew what loathe looked like. <laughs> like this, like dad, kind of weird, like ponytail guy. Yeah, it's playing a baritone Gretsch. And curb stomping his pedals. Yeah, and then the vocalist got a do rag on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Interesting. Bass player's wearing a suit. Uh huh. Also, kind of similar, like white guy beard ponytail kind of look, right? Kind of. Like yeah, I think all three. Like of them. A all, the, all the white people in this band like, have long hair and beards. They're kind of like jazz guys in that way. You know what I mean? Like, y- yeah. Look at this yeah, guy. Bun, like a low bun. Like not stylish long hair. Functional. It's functional. Yeah, it's just it's like functional. They have long hair, you know. They tie it back. I like the... Guy's upset with his pedal. I like that. Guy's upset with his pedal. I like that aggression with the pedals. I don't know. I can't imagine a circumstance where I'd really ever... Like, I I always feel like I'm going to destroy my pedal board by stepping like an inch or to like wrong to the left or right. right. So I can't imagine actually coming at it with any real aggression. But that's pretty cool. Dude, it's you know what it was for sure. That pedal has given him minor issues <laughs> for months. Yeah, and then it's finally in the middle of this show that he knows is getting done. filmed. Yeah, it's done. It just decides to give up. Yeah. So now he's fucking pissed, right? Do you, so now he's putting his foot through this fucking stage. Do you think it's a filter on the lens that's doing the starry effect on the flashlights? I feel like it is. That's you know what, and I'm gonna leave that up to your discretion because you have a degree. That's for happening that. just so much, right? Like, it's not a little like 
smudgy. Like it's yeah, it looks like it's a real specific effect. Do you think it's maybe a filter that he's using because he's filming on stage where stage lights are super bright? Yeah, so he's like, all right, yeah, this will look cool. Like it's gonna do cool stuff. To look the at this light. guy played a fucking Starcaster. Rad. Guy's at a metalcore show playing a semi-hollow Starcaster. Yeah, the optics are really contradictory to the sound. Well, now you now you know why they're dressed like they are. Yeah. Listen to this song. Right, exactly. These guys are so British, too. Oh, okay. That makes Can sense. I that makes more sense. Me, okay. That makes a lot me, more sense. Let me find an in between the song here. Right here. Right here. Listen to how British this guy uh -huh. is. Uh-huh. Uh, earlier I was watching this at work and out loud after this guy started talking I went, "Oh, so British." <laughs> <laughs> okay. So British. I, I like that just he, like chorus like wow. I Oh yeah, it's right here. Oh. Yeah, here we go. Oh my god. Whoa. <gasps> Whoa, so bro. He's from London. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I guess maybe it makes sense. It's almost like black scent, but I feel like black British people sound different than white British people. Like, I think you're maybe seeing just drill rappers. So, <laughs> like, watch it. You know there's what I mean? There's this certain. There's this show too on. Uh, to boil it down to a couple examples but then this is then the loathe guy is also just making me think of it there's a show a bubblegum this is unity oh, okay from texas yeah yeah they hardcore band yeah obviously. they seem I mean? much more texas like oh weed california we used to have a weed california shirt at a uh, free parking whoa this guy's vocals are insane yeah. Whoa, white people in the crowd watch uh -oh, your goddamn. Yeah, language. watch it. Don't 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 repeat. Don't repeat. I think that band Zulu put out another album. Did I ever did we ever do Zulu? No, we didn't do Zulu. And I don't think Zulu wants us to do Zulu, if I'm being honest with yeah, you. Yeah, probably not. But they put I out I think they have like a whole thing where they're just like this is for us kind of thing. Yeah, it's cool, And though. I very much respect that, you know what yeah. I mean? Uh, yeah, but they do have, like, a full length now, I believe. I think till recently they only had, like, an EP or something. That's dope. Yeah. Glad to see bands really succeeding, like, these smaller bands. Like, I remember, like, when people were talking about Jesus Peace, like, they were a small band. Right. Remember that? I remember like when, when they seemed smaller and they'd seem, yeah, they're still at it. I really would like to acquire like a Jesus piece like this size, like just kind of like really micro. John Mayer has one. Oh, you're, you're talking like a little cross action? Not a cross, a, a headpiece, like a Jesus face, a Jesus piece. Oh, that's, it's. that's what it is. I always just assume Jesus piece means any religious symbol on a necklace i don't know i guess it could or Chris, christian yeah. symbol on a right. necklace. yeah i guess uh it could be that i always read it as like the face but yeah just like mm. a little kind of like little blinged out jesus face like i said john mayer has one and it's obviously very expensive or whatever but it was just several tens of thousands hundreds maybe. of thousands i think it was like one hundred fifty thousand dollars or something it had like a ridiculous amount of like tiny diamonds on it so obviously I don't need that kind of thing, but like, right? I think it'd be a fun like if I were to have any bling, like ice, you know, uh, that would be my icy piece. You know what I mean? 
It's interesting that, like... Like, I've never really pegged you as a guy to wear, like, religious paraphernalia on you. No, and I don't... See, I don't, also. Yeah. And, right. Yeah, it's kind of... It would, I, know you, I know you to kind of be, like... Like you, like you like Jesus stuff, like sort of ironically, like uh-huh. like if you kind of like when I moved into that room and there was that like that picture of that saint that I had for a while, yeah, right, and like you're like a big fan of like Jesus candles, uh huh, and right, just the, like the, can, say that say there was a Jesus on the cross that was just kind of hanging up in a room, like when you got into the uh-huh. room, you probably wouldn't take it down; you'd kind of leave it up as decor, I imagine. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I guess in the same way that, like, right, how people who go to Catholic school, then they love stained glass. Right. Exactly. It's yeah. like, yeah, the, the Catholic imagery is pretty strong uh, and cool. Yeah, it's very theatric. Yes. Dramatic I mean, as hell. The church behind it, questionable. Yeah, so I don't go, you know, but I, I'll, I'll buy their candles. I have. Yeah. Against my will. Uh huh. Or if somebody dies. I find myself in a church, Catholic church, more often when somebody is dead. That's the only time I've been in a Catholic church, I think. Uh, yeah, I've been... Dude, Catholic church sucks. I know <laughs> the, the the bit is so old at this yeah. point, but it is like doing aerobics at fucking 6 a.m. Sure. Yeah. Fucking stand, kneel, sit, Dude, stand, kneel, sit, sit, miserable. stand, kneel, yeah, sit, stand, kneel. And so, yeah, the only times, like I said, I've been to Catholic Church was for funerals. As So I'm like 10, and I've never done this before. And now I'm like... So you don't know what the fuck's no, I'm going like, on. For real? Like, <laughs> again? Like, why are we doing this again? Yeah, what is this? Dude? What's, what? Like, yeah. Like, my church-going experience at that point was already, like, not a ton. But, like, definitely not that specific. Yeah, so I was, you know, christened. Yeah. I am a, I am a Catholic child. Right. Right. Raised Catholic. Never go to Catholic church. Raised Catholic as they say. Or not. Bare, barely raised Catholic. And then I went to a Baptist school. Mm. So the only church going experience I had was going to a Baptist church, which is if you don't know, very cash. That's what I that's it's, the one I'd gone to. That was like what my grandfather went to. So if I ever like slept over his cash. house, it was like, yeah. But yeah, super ca- super yeah. cash. You just kind of show up, kind of show up. You were you wearing a polo, maybe a nice pair of pants. Maybe, yeah. I don't even know if I had that kind of stuff as a kid. Um, and then like you kind of just like sit in a sort of uncomfortable chair for a while, listen to some random guy just zone out do a sermon, just zone out. Yeah, you're just kind of like, I guess I'm here for a bit, and this means a lot to some people for some reason. I don't. Uh huh. And then I should, should I take it serious? Catholic and... church is like you walk in and then it's just like there's fucking smoke everywhere. Right. There's a guy swinging around a staff <laughs> with Jesus on the end of it. Yeah, it's like is this what am I inhaling right now? Like and then, okay? then the guy's fucking he's sing talking while he's doing the uh-huh. thing and you're you're not sure if it's one of the songs that you're supposed to sing along to. Right, or is this one or... that we're just watching? Do we watch the song? Do we sing along to the song? Who knows? Uh, a cue that I found out later on in life is uh, they'll pulse the organ really quick before you're supposed to sing. Give it to get everybody key like correct. A, da, da, like a no, they'll go like they'll pick the first chord. Of, they'll be like it will be like the first note of the song, so they'll pulse it really oh. quick. They'll go, so everybody gets keyed correctly, and then the, and they'll play. Again. I see. Yeah, that sounds that sounds correct. But I didn't. I'm like I'm. A, I'm a little. You're kid. not picking I don't up like, on the cues. Why do they just yeah. sometimes play the organ out of yeah, nowhere? Yeah, it's like oh, prac- practicing accent. a little bit or just yeah messing around. Yeah, it's straight. Give me a C. Yeah, that's cool that they give you that. Um, yeah. oh, shoot, I was, oh, I was just thinking of something though. But yeah, going to church is lame. Sucks. Uh, yeah. If you're religious, that's fine. I guess I don't I don't care enough to fucking argue with you. But that's that's uh, the, that's the religious paraphernalia I would wear. Let me I'm gonna Google John Mayer's Jesus piece. Uh, <laughs> um, what was I gonna say though? Yeah, I feel like we were on something else. <laughs> you were talking about Jesus pieces, and then I went on a <laughs> religious tirade about how boring Catholic churches. Uh huh. 
Um, yeah, I found it. I'm tossing these in general real quick. Tossing. Let me take a look here. in some images. Let me take a look here. You see it yet? It's very small. <laughs> it's a thing. I think that's to me. It looks like a to me. It looks like a square. Yeah, that's see. That's the jeweler there. I think there's John Mayer that being looks all like cool. A skull with it. to me, really. Yeah, it doesn't. That doesn't look very Jesus. If I'm kind of being honest, well, he's with you. it's bro. He's been kind of hung up for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Got it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe it is a skull. Ben Baller delivers super nano Jesus piece for John Mayer. Now, see, that's cool. It's just kind of. Because at one point I realized that I do like jewelry and uh, right, like ice and bling. I think that's cool. You know what I mean? Like how I wear a gold watch. Yeah, wearing a gold watch is cool. I, I wear think, a gold chain think, too. You know what I mean? So I'm ready to I'm ready to toss a little. I got my dangly fish on it. My grandmother gave me this. You got a fish? Is a fish on there? What's the other thing? A little fist. It's a fist. Nice. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool, huh? The, the fish, the yeah, fish articulates. Now you, just, now you just, oh, it's sick. Now, now you just got to slide Jesus on that, right? Too. Exactly. And I'm kind of like, that'd be cool. Uh, it's like if I just have a bunch of money and I'm just trying to waste it. Yeah, maybe that'd be a cool. Hey, do you remember what you asked for for Christmas? I can't remember if this was fifth or sixth grade. You asked for this kind of stuff. Uh, it might have even been fourth grade. I remember this Christmas list specifically uh-huh. because I thought it was so fucking funny. <laughs> Speaking about your fashion. I think I know the one you're talking about. I don't know what Run it by I don't know what's on it. I remember one item that I'm thinking of is a all over NBA patch jacket, like that era of fashion. Is that what you're talking about okay. here? No. Okay, specifically you were telling me about a Christmas list. In which you wanted red, white, and blue Air Forces. Oh, sure. Yeah. Red, white, and blue Nike pants. Oh, no. Red, white, and blue Nike hoodie. Uh-huh. You wanted to be red, white, and blue Nike'd out from head to fucking toe. I believe and it. <laughs> you told me this story maybe in seventh or eighth grade. Uh-huh. And, like, even then, you were only maybe three or four years removed from making this but it was so you thought it was so stupid yeah that's really interesting yeah my fourth grade fashion sense was very different than my middle school like at this point i probably my middle school fashion sense to like i guess i dress pretty different than i did in middle or high school but a lot closer than my i don't know who knows whatever it's always the same i just remember hearing this i remember you telling me that story and at that, that point, I probably also would have been where I would have I would have opted for a large Jesus piece at that time. Correct. You would have. <laughs> I I think you were you were kind of wearing big stuff. Yeah, that was a big stuff time. I wear big pants again. Did I tell you that? I'm. I I don't know if I ran this by you, but to no. update you on the pants stuff, uh, well, I can just show you mm-hmm. too. Um, so I'm. Let me see. Let's see what we got going. I'm on. fully. Uh, you know, we've kind of gone through skinny. We've gone slim. Eventually, we hit straight, you know, straight, uh, regular. We're at. Let me tell you right now, relaxed dogs. Just like yeah. See, like you can even like around my like I can wear tall socks now because they're not bunched. Like it's just I got way more. I got so much room. There's nothing like it's just I'm comfy. You know what I mean? And I look better too. Right. Like I'm n- nothing's bunched up. You know, no. There's no like. You know when you're wearing pants that are too tight and you sit down and you stand up and now you're wearing like capris because they just kind of settle on your way yeah. up your calves? Like that stuff's not happening to me right now. I'm not having to always like shuffle things around. And you know, this is not to validate the like, oh, if I wore skinny jeans, I don't know where I'd put my dick. Like, you know, that's not... One of one of the most annoying fucking guys in the face to play. Yeah, you know, like that's yeah. I I I don't know where I'd put my fucking cock if I wore. <laughs> yeah, just tight. All pants. right, like it's like what do you mean, man? Right, like not to be that goofy, but like yeah, I kind of even like my regular fit. I also think I, I I've kind of uh, you ever think about tossing a pair of these on? Just some dickies, yeah. I keep. 
I just I the prices the prices are lower than I thought they they're, were. You know, they're like thirty dollars a piece. Yeah, I think there's a certain website, like a certain line of Dickies that's gonna sell them for like sixty five. But like I think most Dickies right. are kind of thirty bucks. But they used to be ten dollars at Walmart. That is true. Um, right, because they're working. Yeah, they used to be like disposable. Pants. But I mean, inf- inflation. Yeah. you know. Yeah, thirty bucks for a pair of f- good pants is still pretty good. My favorite version of these are the double knees. You ever seen double, double knees? knees? Are cool. I've not ventured there yet. I've not needed them, and I think it. So it's yeah, just see, a little. And this is where we're. It's a little intense for a fashion move for me. This is where we're getting a little straight leg kind of double knee. Mm -hmm. But the double knee functionally is great. Yeah, because you get to rough up your knees a little bit more. See those green ones on the left? That's like I have a green pair like that. These are Vans pants that I'm wearing. Also, I don't have those double knees. But I'm just saying I have kind of green pants that fit that Mm -hmm. way now. Yeah, so I... I'm probably gonna order some Dickies when I get off the air here. Yeah, you got you got the Dickies bug back in you. Yeah, I just really like this kind of pant. It, it wasn't a bug the first time, right? I mean, it's just necessary. Come right out and say it. But yeah, they're yeah. good length because that's the biggest thing. Is length is so tough, and these Vans pants, it's ultra range. Uh, like, oh, that's what those are. Those are ultra. Range? Yeah, it's like got a drawstring, but they're good length. Good fit. While we're here talking about this and nobody is listening anymore yeah, because nobody yeah. gives a fucking shit. Yeah. Let me show you let me show you Friggin why shoot. I'm a big dickies guy. Yeah. And can I tell you look at look at how short the inseam gets. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about too. That's what I need. And look at how big the waist gets. Yeah. And watch this. Yeah. Now watch this. Uh-huh. Now watch what happens when I click an odd size, uh-huh. right? Like a fifty waist, yeah, right? Yeah. Still goes to thirty. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because check this. Otherwise, out. anything right? longer. I'm, I'm a. I'm a thirty-eight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Check this out. I click thirty-eight. I can get a twenty-eight. Yes. A thirty-eight twenty-eight. Yes. That's unfucking real. And then look at the ch- colors. You got a few. I you got a few. Well, while we're. T- while we're talking about all these brands coming up and being inclusive, why don't we talk about the original inclusive brand? Yeah, and that's Dickies because fat dudes. Let's give wins. it to him. Let's give it to him. You know who fixes your? You know who fixes your car? A guy that's overweight. Yeah, a little bit. and a little bit. And guess what kind of pants he's wearing? Dickies. But he's wearing Dickies. That being said, so you know how I I fluctuate in my waist size at times. I'm sitting around a 32 mm-hmm. right now. Uh, sure. But I think maybe I'm tracking back to being like a 30 yeah maybe maybe also 32 like a year ago and i kind of was like trying to fit into my 30s for a while still and then i was kind of like all right let's i'm just gonna buy a new pair of pants like let's just do this but then i order a pair of dickies online i size up to where i think Mm. i need to go i get these in the mail huge i look at them and i'm like these seem snug i put them on can barely get them over my thighs and then, like, my gut is, like, folding over them. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, am I, did I, like, go up, like, four sizes? And I, I don't think I really did. But the, the sizing on them was just so odd. And because they have so many different fits, too, I'm never actually sure if, like, do I like original? Or would I want something that's, like, you know, loose or regular or, you know, so... I'd like to go to a Dickies yeah, now store. They got, and now they got skate the skateboarding. Pants. See, right, exactly. And which is probably what and actually like, that I know would be a fit that I want, but they're more expensive. Hey man, make somebody look fucking dorkier wearing them. Yeah, you know? right? Jeez. Anyways, uh what do you got for next week? What are we doing next week? Uh do you want to do uh either the Dave Mira soundtrack, or oh shit, I forgot that we had can you lo- that look that up if we can get like a. I'm sure we can either way make that happen, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, Dave Mira BMX two, and then I have a good one for the uh, week uh, after. Uh, freestyle BMX two soundtrack. And hey, do you want to do a whole section about pickleball? Right now, yeah. Oh, we're at we're at hour, huh? 
why don't we do this? Yeah. Come back Thursday. Yeah. For a bonus episode in which Eric talks about mm-hmm. pickleball, mm-hmm. and I talk about my new love of World of Warcraft. Okay. okay. This has been the Nobody's Listening to This Music podcast. I've been Andrew. I've been Eric. And next week, we're going to be doing the Dave Mirror sound. Yeah. Thanks.